0: Welcome to Truthiverse, the number one podcast for free and discerning minds. I'm your host, Brendan Murphy, author and founder of The Truthiversity. As a freedom hacker and truth addict, it's my job to help you reclaim yourself from illusion and live in your power. Living in truth sets you free to holistically upgrade your entire life so you can explore infinite possibility. Join me as we hack our way to a higher evolution. Hey, and welcome. Truth of Us is an audience-supported podcast and an audience-supported Substack as well. You can find me over there on Substack at official Brendan Murphy. And if you enjoy this work, please join the growing body of consciously evolving minds and voyage with us into forgotten and forbidden realms of knowledge. So do hit that like button, share with your fellow seekers, and if you haven't yet, please do consider becoming a paid subscriber, whether it's over on my Substack or through buying me a coffee right here via the podcast. Also, feel free to check out my private evolutionary accelerator, Evolve Yourself, over at EvolveYourself.live for the free masterclass. And of course, I do invite you to join me inside the members only Truthiversity for all premium content, including part two of every podcast. See Truthiversity.com for more information. Researching, writing, and podcasting is what I do full time, so thanks in advance for your support. It does mean a lot to me. All right, welcome to the show, ladies and gents. This week I am joined by the epic Erasmus and Joel the uh, dynamic duo of Here for the Truth podcast and the Rise Above the Heard group coaching program. So as I mentioned, they are the co-hosts of Here for the Truth podcast, and their goal is to provide their listeners and students stu- students, pardon me, with the tools, resources, and inspiration to be the best and most authentic version of themselves, according to their highest values, based in the truth and grounded in reality, of course. So with that said, guys, uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
1: Great to be here. Yeah, man. Absolutely.
0: Yeah um so let's let's dive into things we I know we have a lot of things in common we have a lot of common ground we we're all interested in a lot of the same stuff um and I think today you know the idea for from, from me getting you on the show was to you know have a more of a personal development self awareness kind of slant things which you know it's pretty broad and opens up a lot of you know, different uh, avenues and pathways I suppose so um yes some rich territory for us to dig into um let me just consider where to start here as a as a starting point. So maybe if we could get a little bit of background from both you guys individually. Um, starting with Erasmus, tell us sort of your background, your training. How did you get into you know? How did you end up on a podcast with with Joel Raf- Rafiti for a start? Um, you know what led you there? What what are your interests and in, you know realms of uh, knowledge?
2: Might need to do a ten-part series for for this one, Joel. I, I see the smile coming in Joel's face because he knows when I share my story. Sometimes I'll try to keep it keep it short. Um, I mean, I think I was always a curious person, a curious kid. I don't know it's my Gemini nature, but um, I, I first I think started my personal development process was when I uh, started training to be an actor in my early to mid twenties, living in New York City, and my first teacher. Uh, was uh, my initial mentor, and he had psychologists on his staff, and I got really deep into you know why was I the way I was, like why did my personality develop the way it did, and then how can I honor that process, and then create an expanded consciousness to embrace more parts of me. So ultimately, I can use it telling stories, but as it was, it supported me just as a human being. So you know that initially led me to really diving into psychology and some you know some spiritual subjects. And then I got really into nutrition and health and, and then, you know, the, to to keep it a little short, I met a mentor of mine who was a ex-Navy SEAL uh, and studied traditional Chinese medicine and he took me under his wing and I learned uh, a lot of cool body work and healing modalities uh, to support a person to, you know, really do, I think, authentic shadow work, which has to include the body uh, regard. Uh, it's also where I met my wife because she trained with him as well. This is like nine, 10 years ago. And, um, you know, that just continued to lead me down paths of self-education. I got into human design around that period as well, which is another system of self-knowledge that really allows you to get out of the compare and contrast game, own yourself, honor yourself, you know, your unique ways of making decisions, your unique ways of operating the world and move from that place. And then let's fast forward to the year 2020. My wife and I were interviewed on the unslaved podcast, uh, March, 2020, uh, by someone I think we all know very well. And, um, have a lot of respect for the great Michael Desarian and David Whitehead as well. And yeah, we were interviewed March 2020 and May 2022 episodes on awakening somatic intelligence. My wife's also trained in a lot of different uh, somatic modalities, trauma modalities. And uh, Joel, I think the end of 2020, early 2021, he uh, watched those episodes, was impacted by them. He sent me a message on Instagram, you know, when like you don't follow someone and it shows up as a message request. And I, like, checked this message out. I was like, who's this dude, Joel Rafiti, messaged me. It was really cool. I saw what he was up to. He was heavily involved with the Sydney Freedom Community, speaking out on a lot of subjects. Uh, he was a conscious hip-hop artist and just seemed like an all-around, like, really genuine human. And we had a few, we had a few uh, exchanges back and forth um, on Instagram direct message. And then uh, we met on Zoom once just to, like, connect. And then the next time we met on Zoom, like, a couple weeks later, we pressed record, and we recorded our uh, first episode of – here for the Truth, which was at mid-May 2021. And we talked about what it means to walk an authentic path. So we shared a lot about our journeys and what does that mean? And that has led us to where we are today. That might be the shortest, most succinct opening of my story that I've shared.
0: <laughs> well done, man. That was very on point. Um <laughs> So what? Did Joel just kind of message you and go, hey, I want to start a podcast with you?
1: <laughs> I mean, not, not at all, actually. like I messaged him just to let him know the, the amount of value that I
2: got from that episode. I don't nice. know where. Where did... Where did podcasts come from? I think no, no. We we got into we initially actually we were gonna um do Instagram lives like mm. talking about Joel because Joel's trained in Michael's um, mystery school as well, and so he was doing divination tarot readings. So I think we were initially gonna do like a, a couple Instagram lives just to get to know each other and share a little bit about each other. But then we realized I had always wanted to do a, do a podcast. I just knew inherently that I needed a partner, like I needed someone you know with complementary skills, uh, maybe a little bit more tech savvy. And, you know, we both realized we had a lot in common. Like we're both first generation, you know, uh, our parents were both immigrants to the places that we grew up. Um, we had a lot of similar interests and it just became like instantly like a, like a, a brotherhood. Like I got so much love and respect for, for Joel. And, uh, you know, here we are over almost three years in now yeah. and it's, uh, we're just doing our thing. We're rocking and rolling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, Joel, um, <laughs> I'll rewind a bit, man. What's, uh, what's your background and how did you end up here in this place? <laughs>
1: yeah man um it kind of feels like just like i've had like every single extremity thrown at me in my life and it's just been a huge pendulum swinging slowly coming back to middle and then to balance and hopefully discovering more nuance along the way like i was raised a jehovah's witness man one of the most repressive you know dogmas and ideologies out there um my father was born in jerusalem palestine they were forced to forced to leave you know and so they came to, to sydney australia he met my mom here you know, so already a Palestinian Jehovah's Witness, very, uh, you know, rare combination from from the get-go, um, uh, and uh, yeah, and then my, you know, from from that point, like even financially, I had a very very extreme experience growing up. Like my dad went on to become the largest concrete manufacturer, independent concrete manufacturer in the Southern Hemisphere. You know, as a as as an import from Jerusalem, Palestine. So I experienced loads of loads of amounts of wealth growing up and then 2008 came around and suddenly he lost everything so then again i'm experiencing you know it's always always extremes with me i don't know if the scorpionic nature you know between ninth degree scorpio here um and then uh, so from from having this ideology of you know being a jehovah's witness you know then in 2015 i kind of totally and i went out a kind of a new age path you know so i kind of was able to detach from all these dogmas all these ideologies you know I definitely went down a path of, you know, um, lose um losing the self, losing the mind, losing g- groundedness. But it felt really, really amazing at the time, man. I experienced, you know, a year-long period of absolute bliss. And I was blissing out, man, just doing my thing. Like, everything felt amazing. The colors were so vibrant. You know, it's like, wow, this is the purpose of life. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to think about anything. All I got to do is just be, you know, become nobody. And I thought that was the answer for a long time until... You know i i met my wife Alyssa. we had a we had our first child valley grace and then i realized you know holy crap there's something called responsibility coming knocking at my door here what is, what is that all about and you know along with this concept of responsibility comes this whole idea of shadow work and you know that shadow work process really hard you know and this is really where i guess my affinity for the word truth was born you know because I realized that all my power, all my potential, all my life force was locked up in my inauthentic behavior. It was locked up in the little, you know, white lies that I tell people or my little people-pleasing behaviors to try, you know, continue to go along, to get along and to have see and to be supported and to be liked. Um, but I made a decision, man, just to have zero tolerance for the lie, you know? I think that definitely came through Unslaved and through Michael Syria as well. But I realized that that was the highest path without a shadow of a doubt um and then yeah so 2020 i was working in a family business you know something that i was really never aligned with you know concrete to me now podcasting and you know before that in between my initial passion was always on to be a conscious hip-hop artist man that was my thing that's what i went and did i've had relative success in there you know over a million streams online in terms of what i do but like yeah it's a combination of always having, having had that urge to just follow the thing that really lights me up, but also, you know, being like, how can I be supported in doing this? So 2020 came around, you know, values, the difference in values really rose to the surface, particular, particularly within family. Um, I walked away from that business um and I studied astrology, and I studied numerology, and I studied tarot in Michael Tesarian's mystery school telescopes. And it was around that time, like Erasmus mentioned, I, I listened to his podcast as well. And I reached out to him and I walked away and I was like, let's see, I'm starting a divination business. And uh, that's that's what I did, you know, and then me and Erasmus met and things kind of shifted. Um, And yeah, I guess that covers it.
2: Yeah, nice.
0: Yeah. I Can't hear you, brother.
1: Yeah, man, that's that's what covers it, I guess. Oh, you're yeah, asking You know, I,
2: I was muted for a second because I had to ah. open the door let my dog out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think our meeting is really like this culmination of so much that we've been through and that we've gone through and the things that we've learned and the things that have impacted our lives um, that has, and that have kept us as grounded as we could, you know, and uh, and, and we want to give that gift back. I mean, that's, that's my purpose. You know, I love truth. I love inner truth. I love seeking external truth, and I want people to know themselves on the freaking deepest levels. To know what lights them up, what excites them, what their gifts are, and how they can give that in the world. You know, so much is changing right now. You know, and how can we take more ownership over our lives? You know, adopt perhaps a more entrepreneurial spirit and uh, do the things that we really, really want to do. Yeah. Um, and and surround ourselves with people that share our values as well in in beautiful community.
0: Yeah.
1: The the saddest thing in the world to me is waste the potential. You know and Seeing all the different ways in which the crowd, the herd, the conditions, the ideologies placed upon us is just there to limit that gift, limit that life force, you know, scarcity as well plays a big factor in that. And yeah, man, it's just our mission to really inspire people to know and love themselves on the deepest levels. But more importantly, take action according to who they are, right? And let life unfold according to that inner impulse that is uniquely yours.
0: Yeah, amen to that. And it sounds like, you know, it sounds like both of you um you know joel harking back to you talking about having no tolerance for the lie yeah you really took that more in in an internalized personal way from the way that you were describing it right
1: yeah definitely man with within and without you know just developing this philosophy of where am i deluding myself you know where what am i really happy am i really content do i really enjoy doing this do i really like this person you know it's like if if and maybe it comes back to the whole generator thing from a human design perspective as well you know but if 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 things weren't, you know, a, a fuck yes, so to speak, it's like there's, there's a question mark there for me. Um, but yeah, like even even externally, man, like you have to be vocal about what you're what you're experiencing internally, otherwise, externally things are going to start closing in on you as well. Those inauthentic relationships fester, you know, that that job that you hate, it it's it stays there, it becomes stagnant and years go by, you know. So to me, our our voice is our machete through the jungle of life. So being able to have this, this voice box to vocalize that internal truth. We're then signaling to the entire universe and everything in existence, our intentions as well, you know, and we're seeing to everyone else around us where we stand and we actually give ourselves the chance to experience an authentic, to have an authentic experience.
2: Yeah. And how, how are you going to attract a line community if people don't even know who you are, what you really value, what you really believe. And I think that was the case a lot over the last few years. Cause you know uh, my wife and I, we met a lot of people who were ostracized by their friends and their family group. And a lot of people, they just, their friends and their family group didn't really know what they, what they really believe. And so it's this process of like living your truth and speaking your truth. And then, you know, you realize that there are people out there that align with you and you can connect with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, Joel hit the nail on the head. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a student and a teacher of human design, but even before I knew human design, I think for me in my personal life, I honored some inner compass, You know, I grew up with immigrant parents. My parents came from Greece with nothing and and, and worked and and built up something. And a lot of the first generation children that I grew up with, like, they like stayed close to home. Their parents like bribed them to not go away to college, to take over the family business. And, you know, that was just something that I didn't want. You know, there was something in me. I don't know what that is where I was like, fuck that, you know, and my choices led me to something else. And then that choice led me to something else. And it was this inner guidance system of I want to do things and be involved with things that excite me that I'm passionate about. Oh, I want to pick up that book. Oh, you know what? I'm taking all my savings and I'm backpacking around the, the 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 world for a year, which is exactly what I did in 2008. While while so much of the world was struggling and there was the whole economic crisis, I thought I was tripping. I was like traveling around the world, living my best life, you know, backpacking and, and reading and and reflecting and. You know, I think an individual has to break out of that comfort zone, whatever that is. It doesn't mean you have to take your savings and travel around the world. Maybe it's leaving a relationship that, you know, deep down is not right for you or leaving a job or moving somewhere and getting into a different environment. And it's up to the individual to answer that call. Sure. People are going to, everyone's going to give their advice to you. Everyone's going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do, but no one ultimately deep down knows who you are. No one is with you. when you're in bed at night, before you close your eyes and those things, those thoughts are bubbling up to the surface, knocking on the door of your consciousness to say, listen to me, integrate me. Same thing when you wake up. And so, you know, what we social beings and we love community and it's an important this hero's journey it's an individual process that you have to go on you have to embark on you have to answer that call and and deal with the discomfort that comes with potentially living alive for five years 10 years 20 years 30 years
0: yeah well said well said and I, I feel where both of you are coming from because you know i've been through this and i've been on this path for the last 20 years as well um and you know that personal development aspect has been really important um not just the way i see things like i look around and I go okay like this is this is really really freaking important and a lot of people are overlooking it but in my own life like to get me to where i am it's been huge to, to do those uncomfortable, um, examinations of the self and see, you know, like Joel said, you know, where am I telling the little white lies? Where am I lying to myself? What's, what's not authentic? What am I, what's that, that false self that's been created that's, that's running the show here and then start shedding that shit and getting rid of that conditioning and all those old adaptive sort of behaviors that maybe got us through childhood, but, you know, aren't really serving us anymore. This, this whole thing's really crucial. And so you guys, you got together as, the coaching program itself, like, how did you guys decide you were going to do a joint coaching program? Because obviously, it looks like a match made in heaven, right? You guys are so on the same page with so much stuff. Um, how did that coalesce?
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we were recording the podcast. You know, we did about a, a year of audience audience building and podcast recording between actually a bit less than a year. I think between May 2021, January 2022, mm-hmm. and you know, we we loved hanging out together. We loved working together, and I think it's just simply, you know. Okay, how do we how do we make this our full-time gig? How do we set ourselves up to be fully devoted to, to spreading this message, to inspiring and to empowering individuals? And uh, you know, value works two ways: you give value and, and and you receive value. And I think that's something that many many people um, are kind of stuck with in terms of a lot of the altruist programming that exists as well. That's why it's the gift that we decided to give was a group coaching program, you know, for us, that was, that was our way of monetizing and providing ourselves with value to be able to continue to do this work and also provide that to others. And Uriah, right, We are completely on the same page, you know, in, in many, many aspects. And so at the crux of what we offer at rise above the herd is the call to heroism, you know, this, this, un, this, this underlying mythos, which pervades everything that we do. And it's always bubbling under the stream of consciousness constantly. You know, the call is, the call is always there if you put, for individual to answer that call to heroism and uh so we had a deep stark look at our own journeys and at the things that we discovered were really really held us back and you know the primary obstacles and challenges that were required for us to overcome and we're like how do we really synthesize this knowledge into a program to put someone into to really set them up with the strongest foundation possible to go and live the most authentic empowered lives
2: and that's, that's how Rise Above the Hood was born.
0: Yeah, Well there so anything to add to that, Erasmus?
2: No, I hit the nail on the head. I mean, it really was taking a look at what we've been through and and what we're both lit up to talk about and what we think uh, are really, what's really important foundationally for an individual to, uh, to integrate into their life, you know? Part of it is all about, like... Sh- education obviously you need some education to be able to see maybe where you were lied to and to to help you disconnect um from disempowering philosophies and then to take on uh, programs and, and, and philosophies that are more empowering you know that are going to allow you to make different decisions i mean because i'm a student of human design you know that's a piece of the program too you know where it's like again you're one of one i don't th- i think people have lost the connection to the sacredness and the miracle of who they are like what it takes for what it's taken for the three of us to be here right now, together right now, like not just in our own lives, but all of our ancestors, all of them, all the decisions, all the pains, all the struggles, all the, the things that they had to go through for them to you know continue their life and then all the way down the line for our parents to do what they do and for us to be here. It's like it's a fucking miracle. That I'm alive and that I get to exist and I get to breathe and I get to see and I get to touch and I get to love and I get to feel pain and I get to experience a human condition. Like I, I just think that's something that's lost. And part of it is because, you know, the architects of control and they 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 want to keep you dumbed down and disconnected and feeling like there's no hope and 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 to, to show you that life isn't this special thing. It's like, OK, cool. Do your things. Seek some get, get your get your pleasure fixes on and then you end up like find work that you may be kind of like whatever and then just keep doing that until you die one day, you know. And it's like, no, I think, I think there's such a, so deeply spiritual and beautiful about the gift of life. And I think the more people can tune into that, um, I think that sets the stage, uh, for so much more. And like, I think it was Aristotle that said like self-knowledge is the, is the, is the foundation for all wisdom. And so why we put such a deep uh, focus on self-knowledge is that I think it starts there. It's really knowing yourself, honoring yourself, trusting yourself. Like, listen, we're all into like, going down rabbit holes and conspiracies and alternative research. And I think that's extremely important, but does it really fucking matter what shape the planet is? If you don't even know who the fuck you are and and what your values are and and what you want to do in the world, like in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it does, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Joe.
1: I mean, that was, that was beautifully said, man, (laughs) you know, like, Yeah. It doesn't matter what, what shape the planet is. What's 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 the what's the shape of your character? What's 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 the shape of your nature? Like, do you really think those pa- random those passions or desires or impulses you have are random? Or maybe they're maybe they're signals of, of something deeper. Maybe they're signaling a unique gift which you alone were here to give. And well, what a miracle. You're right. We can talk about the conspiracies all day. But the greatest conspiracy of all is the fact that I'm sitting here as an animated human being with life force flowing through my bones, having a conversation. You know, and in a in a world and in a society. Where the self has been sacrificed on the altar of these collectivist ethics, which would have you run as far as you can from selfhood. As me and your astronauts are just here saying, honor thyself, know thyself, love thyself, miracles will come.
0: Um, and speaking of that theme, you know, you both mentioned individualism and heroism, and how do you see those those things tying together in the context of you know the world that we're living in now?
2: Um, well, I don't think we have many role models that are, that are showcasing heroic ways of living. I mean, at least that are, that are being blasted out on, uh, on the media. Cause that's not obviously the, the point of it. Um, and individualism is just to ultimately honor yourself and your deepest wants and needs and desires, healthy desires, and, um, not sacrificing yourself, you know, in a world that wants to homogenize you and make you like everyone else, truly being yourself, you know and not just rebelling because it's a trendy thing to do but truly knowing yourself what your gifts are i mean that's that's the revolution you know that, the, that in itself
1: it's, is the heroic act <laughs> yeah
2: it's true yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pull on that thread because, uh, you know, the her- heroism thing is something that like, let's like, we're not out there, you know, slaying cyclopses and, um you know, b- for battling giants or whatever, but this is, this is really key. This is very important. I agree with you guys completely. Like I'm on the same page here with the individualism and, and heroism and the need to, to yep. pull like to excavate those internal um attributes and gifts and actually actualize them in this life because we get one shot at being Joel, one shot at being Erasmus, and one shot at being Brandy Boy. So we've got to make the most of it. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing here, right?
1: Yeah, well, who's who's, who's writing your story? You know, and to me, this is the difference between the authentic path and the inauthentic path because for the majority of us, our story has been homogenized. There have been paths pre-carved for us and we're just thrown on the road of life and there's a straight line and we don't have to think about anything. We're going into a public school, we're going into a mainstream college a university, we're getting the the you know the one of the 10 or 15 degrees available to us, then going into the same job as everyone else, and we're doing the thing that everyone else does. But you're not you're not writing that story, right? Does, does your story have a proper arc to it? Are you really coming against, you know, the modern day dragon, the modern day obstacles and challenges of life, you know, which is really confronting, confronting your shadow, confronting your demons confronting, you know, what what was missed in childhood and diving deep and reclaiming your power, then recognizing the wisdom that's there, then giving that gift, giving the boon. You know? And to me, like when when you're really on an authentic path, you know, and there's that level of and you and you step into the role of hero in one's own life, like life isn't boring. There's a deep fulfillment that comes from walking the authentic path. Like every, every day is a new adventure. You know, it's not, you're not expecting the same mundane routine. Like I think it was Henry David Thoreau who said the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. And like that, that sums it all up perfectly. And that makes me sick to think about that quiet desperation, to think about mediocrity. Now, when I talk about heroism, I don't think that you have to go, you know, and be an Olympic champion or climb Mount Everest or, you know, go and rescue a princess. It's personal. It's rooted in personalism. You have your own unique story, your own unique trajectory, your own unique obstacles, which have been assigned to you for you to overcome in order to unlock the gifts, the attributes that you chose for this experience. And like, are you doing that?
2: Yeah. yeah. And and again, at, this, at the same time, like, can you stand naked in front of the mirror and fully accept where you're at? Be radically honest with yourself. All of it. You know, how you were raised, the trauma that you went through, uh, the difficulties that you face and go, okay, now what? like i understand this happened to me maybe i was a victim but will i remain a, remain a victim and will i stay in a victimized mindset or am i going to take the rein of my life the reins of my life and go this is what i need to do this is the book i need to read this is the course i have to take this is the therapist i need to work with this is the the vision quest i need to go on whatever that is to to really uncover these these gifts and to heal and to feel that's another thing it's like the 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 fear of pain of feeling pain and 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 feeling legitimate suffering you know, most human beings, we're, we are hardwired to go after pleasure to run away from pain. But it's like, maybe there are like pleasures where you don't, we shouldn't be going after. And there are pains that we should be sitting with and have the capacity to sit with them. And this is where the whole nervous system piece comes into play. This is a lot of my education. We have Sophie on board too in the program. And it's like, can you build greater capacity within your nervous system to hold space for discomfort, for, for unfamiliar feelings, for, hey, you know, I'm going to assert my boundaries now. I'm going to speak my mind to like my mother, my father, my partner, some stranger I see and can i do that do i have that capacity to do it in a conscious and a healthy way maybe in the beginning it's hard but that's part of it you push past your edge little by little and you expand and then you gain this ability to just be more in touch with more of who you are we have a universe within us you know we have the capacity to experience so much and most people they they live out of this rigidity within their psyches and so personal development work, work, work on a holistic level is really expanding your consciousness, you know, and it's, and it's, it includes the soma, you know?
0: Amen I, I to that, brother. Um, so overlooked, you know, uh, you know, we have a culture going back to, you know, Freud and, you know, the, the psychoanalysts of just fixating on the mind. And, you know, forgetting about the body. And then we have these geniuses like Reich come along and Mm -hmm. realize, oh, this is actually really, really important. And we can profoundly, you know, heal and transform people if we actually work with the body. Um, And I like what you said there. You reminded me of um, something Peter Levine, you know, writes about in his work where instead of trying to eliminate the pain or avoid it, build a bigger container for it. So... You can adapt, you can grow and, and then you know, that's really that's that's powerfully moving forward rather than, um you know, having to fall into the trap of avoidance or, you know,
2: spiritual bypass tendencies or what have you, which I know you guys are not into at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely not. And I want to highlight there, too, is that if you're looking at yourself an individual and you have these habitual behaviors that you turn to that a part of, you knows I shouldn't be doing that you know, I probably shouldn't be like, you know, scrolling, looking for more porn or, you know, smoking the weed 24 seven or, or drinking alcohol 24 seven. It's like, can you, before you react to that stimuli, you know, whatever that is, you know, there's this moment where you're just living and then all of a sudden you're doing the habitual activity, but can you create a little bit of space and feel that discomfort, feel that angst, feel that whatever's there before you turn to the thing to self-medicate or to self-soothe. And I'm not sitting here just saying like, it's, like you shouldn't do these things. I mean, we have the ways that we have of, of regulating within ourselves. You know, a lot of times it's just auto, you know, it's just happening automatically. But can we create more consciousness around it? Can we sit with it? Can we create that container like you talked about, like I mentioned with the capacity? And this is a step-by-step process. And so it's not just like my initial foray into personal development work was very psychological. It was very cerebral, you know, reading a few spiritual books, a bunch of psychology texts. And I think the knowledge is important to be able to frame what's happening in the body you know, or what's going on from a feeling standpoint. So I think you can tackle it from multiple angles, but it has to be holistic. When I, when I started getting into deep, deep body work, you know, shit, that was just so intense. And like the work I do, uh, you're walking, you're getting walked on while doing deep breath work and emotions are coming up to the surface. I mean, it's heavy like that, like it changed everything for me. It changed everything for me in a cellular level. Like when you, when you talk about like, I used to say this to people when going through this transformational process, it's like, it almost feels like you're like Neo in the matrix you know, where those bullets are coming at you and you're just like, you're just dodging those bullets. And so think about life. You have all these stimuli of all these things that are coming at you and you just create a little bit of space. And it's like that great Viktor Frankl quote, like between stimulus and response, there is a space. And within that space lies our ability to choose. And within that choice lies our freedom, something like that. So if we can create some space between this conditioned behavior that we have based on trauma, based on everything else and create a little space to consider a new way of being, a new way of emoting, a new way of acting, that is game-changing. Because, I mean, what are we to some degree, but an amalgamation of every single choice that we've made up until this point. So if we have a deeper understanding on how to react, how to respond, how to be with ourselves, how to interact with our environment, it's game changing. It's life changing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, Joel, if you want to jump in, absolutely do, brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely echo everything that your said. And the way that I've kind of come to frame, you know, nervous system work and, you know, this bio, this bioenergetic work, which is so important is like, I just consider it self-esteem for the body. You know, you're, you're, build, you're you're building competence within your own biology to to navigate life and to make better, more conscious, more aware choices um and ultimately, like your destiny is the sum of your choices. so why wouldn't you want to become as competent as possible within and without? Um, and that was the initial draw between Erasmus and I he was talking about somatic intelligence on that unslaved episode in 2020 and he was discussing shadow work from this perspective which I've never heard before you know in terms in terms of the body, and, uh, you know, then for us to come to, come together and merge our worlds and create a program which brings, you know, the psychological and the biological, um, you know, and something that's truly holistic is, some to, to me, it's, it's very, very rare.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's actually, that's one of the reasons that, you know, I have you guys on. And one of the reasons I'm more than happy to recommend your coaching to people is because of that holism that you're operating inside that that paradigm. And, you know, every now and then someone asks me if I do coaching and I'm like, no, and I don't particularly want to. But now, now that I know you guys do what you do, I can just refer them over to you, and I know you'll take care of it. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah, no. man, we,
1: we we love this shit, right? Like, there's no other way to put it. And we love we love this shit, man. We love getting someone in our container, you know, like, and just watching them come out the other side and really, really rise, really have multiple huge aha uh-huh moments, you know, watching their worlds shatter and completely collapse, then be rebuilt again, you know um that's it's, it's as a generator again that, that excites me
0: i don't know as a generator you can do it 24 7 7 days a week brother yeah <laughs> if we're
2: if we're lit up by it you know yeah. but the unfortunate thing is many many generators in this world are are not responding to an authentic place and they're doing things they don't really want to be doing and so they're fucking exhausted mm. yeah, they're just exhausted as well so um i think that's the key that's yeah. the key for sure
0: absolutely yeah. um i was gonna say something now i forgot what it was uh, rewind generators, uh, do 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 coaching. Ah, it's gone now. Shit.
1: Well, I mean, hu- human design is a component of, of of the program as well. When it comes to self knowledge, you know, so we're, we're bridging human design as as well as as well as everything else. And I mean, my first foray into human design was was through Erasmus, You know, like I dealt with um, different divination practices before that. Like I mentioned, Michael's taroscopic system. You know, knowing myself through that that system was a huge rite of passage um, for me. And just every single time you get like, you know, a divinatory reading or you go, you dive into one of these systems and get information back about yourself. And you realize that actually on some level, I've already known this stuff about myself. I've already known that this is what's inspired me, that this is what I'm passionate about, that this is what some of my limitations might be. And then you realize I really was born for a reason. I really was born with, you know, a unique set of attributes, a a unique path, unique things, you know, for me to really cultivate within my life. And again, why would I spend a second doing anything other than being who I was born to be? And in that statement lies our ethos from, that, from day one, you know, become who you were born to be. And ultimately, like, that's, that's, that's also what's at the crux of Rise Above the Herd. And That's what we're going to see for every single person is to tap into your unique gifts as an individual, really understand how you're designed to respond, you know, and how to be in the world and just bring more ease into your life as well through, through acting in accordance with your unique makeup.
0: Yeah, well said. And there's such a huge need for it as well. You know, we, as you guys are well aware, we're born into a system that molds us according to certain pre-defined pathways. And the vast majority of people end up going down those pathways, you know, indefinitely. Most people are on their deathbed still just having blindly sort of followed along. So the, yeah. the need for the kind of work you guys are, are doing to help people break out of that patterning is, is huge um, so it's invaluable just just for that alone. Um, and and coming back to some of what you were saying a second ago, Joel, you know, as far as people's worlds, you know, breaking down the worlds and the collapse, and then the rebuilding sort of stuff. Imagine, you know, you guys must have a lot of people come to you at a point where they're they're heavily armored, but at the point where they're ready to actually start doing something with that armoring and breaking it down from an intentional place.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, and I, and I just think I have the deepest respect for someone who recognizes that something's off in their life. And answers the call, and that really invests in themselves. We've all done it. We've all invested in teachers and programs and things like that, and a lot of those investments have taken our lives to the next level, you know, it's because we're we're not satisfied with the internal status quo anymore. you know it's it's when we're able to realize that the, the pain, what is it? The pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing, then that's when like transformation occurs. This is why I'm an, another huge advocate of like being mindful of how you're self-medicating because if you're constantly pushing everything down, you know, which is going to obviously feed the armoring. And you. if you're pushing it down, you can't feel the truth of your reality. Yeah. You know, if like if you're always turning to that substance or whatever that is, you can't you don't have that stillness or that beingness for those that discomfort and the, and the fear and the, and the tears and all this shit to come up to the surface, because then that's what's going to propel you. Pain is one of the greatest motivators for change. You just have to be willing to face it and to feel it. And that's how it's been in my life. You know, there have been points in my life where I was like, fuck this shit. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and and, you know, I've been fortunate that I've been sober from all all substances for over 10 years. Um, because I made a choice that I wanted to live with more clarity. I wanted to really understand what's happening moment to moment, as real as as it is. Uh, it's not always easy. I mean, I have my my things I do to self soothe. I'm probably on my phone a little bit too much, which I talk about all the time. You know, I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect, but it's been a journey. And it's a challenge, and I think when people realize they want to connect to themselves more, connect to their feelings more, you know, that's a big piece. And people come to us for that, and uh, and it's amazing to see that. It's amazing to see someone recognize, like, oh my God, I've been like relying. Lying on weed to just get through life and then oh i take that away oh it's fucking scary but then there's this like there's this rediscovery of yourself you're like well i'm getting to know myself i'm getting to like meet these different parts of me and it's why you know one of my favorite poems of all time is the Rumi poem the guest house which is how can we treat all these different parts of us as guests in our home because they can they can give us a gift that we that, that is beyond measure You know, and how can we embrace them as opposed to like, oh, no, I'm only going to experience this, these types of feelings, but I don't experience that. And so can we become more whole and integrated? People, people give lip service to that all the time. Oh, wholeness, integration. but What does it really mean? You know, it's really means building that capacity within yourself, peeling away the armoring, allowing to what is to be. You know, like, can tears come down your eyes without you having to apologize for having tears in your eyes or, or needing to get a tissue right away and wipe the tears away and, and shying away. Like, again, if you do that, I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying that, can you be there? Can you be open and raw and hold it? Can you feel the anger bubble up within you and allow it to just this life force energy? So many people repress their anger. They don't have conscious relationship to their anger. You know, can you feel that and then not act on it in an, unhealthy way where you're just punching people in the face and you're telling people off but actually allow that energy to be with you because it is there repression will never solve anything in the long run maybe in the short term you know you might have to do a few things here and there but ultimately the repression is what leads to the armoring which leads to the disconnection which leads to you just not being the person that will give you the most satisfaction and fulfillment in your life
1: right yeah
2: which leads to an extremely toxic crockpot of guilt,
1: obligation, and resentment thinking you're, you're you're doing good because you're pleasing everyone else, you know, but ultimately like, you know, these, the, the, all, all these relationships, man, what's bubbling under them is extremely toxic within family dynamics because people really aren't honoring who they are on, 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 on the deepest levels and they're not even allowed to express what they're truly feeling or experiencing in the moment. Um, most people out there are, you know, they're half, they're half people, man. There's so much repression, so much blockages, so much untapped and unlived life force and potential. Um, and this isn't, you know, I don't believe this is this is work for masses. It's not. This is this is work for individuals, you know. It's this is this is work for you know the the, the black sheep man you know it's, it's one person within a system waking up and realizing holy shit something needs to shift then that person becomes a cog in the wheel which breaks the whole fucking thing you know then everyone starts pointing at them blaming them well you're making us face all our stuff you know none of this should be a problem just shut your mouth just you know stop walking that path um, and uh, it's it's painful it's 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 scary but it's like it's the right thing to do like, ultimately.
0: Yeah, right. And I like your, you guys emphasize, you both emphasize fulfillment, like personal fulfillment. Like you're not talking about being happy or, you know, getting that like little dopamine hit, you know, that we are so addicted to now, actual fulfillment. Let's, like, let's just maybe get a few more comments around this. Cause I think that's really key. And that, yeah. that to me is like, you're talking about going down the hero's hero's journey, the entrepreneurial path and all these things are kind of the same. And, and they, yep. you know, just because we get a, an enormous amount of, say, satisfaction or fulfillment by doing walking our authentic path. Doesn't mean that we're happy, la di da. Everything's rainbows and fucking, um, you know, popcorn and you know, like fairy floss and stuff. So like it's not, it's not all happy all the time. But the point is that there's a level of actualization and satisfaction and fulfillment that can't be
2: gotten by living out the false self. Right? It's a depth. It's a depth that you just experience. Like mm. I, there are probably times in my life when I was living in my people pleaser state and living in a one season world and happy and everyone loved having your around because he was just the life of the party and he was happy and he took care of our needs. And like, there were times where I was probably happier, you know, in a general way, but like the more I've done work, there's a richness to life. There's a depth. There's a, I, I can experience some of the lows or like when I'm feeling a little down and be okay with that. And then it's like, I could experience the highs and the lows and it just, it adds a whole nother dimension to life. And I feel more equipped to handle life you know so sure that makes me content and happy also but it's it's a it's a different kind of of sensation and feeling within your body it's like hard to even explain it
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and to me like this gives rise to this whole concept of self-esteem you know as well which i guess nathaniel brandon defines as the competence to deal with the basic challenges of life and you know that really can't come unless we choose to develop a truthful and friendly relationship with the facts of reality. You know, so choosing to be as conscious as possible as to the facts means being able to move through that pain, and again, widen our capacity and deepen our ability to experience all the dynamic nuances of life. Like it's like you're choosing, you're choosing to be conscious and to experience the entire spectrum of color and sound available to you, instead of merely fragments that you know suit this idea in your head of what you think life should be like. And life is rich by being by having access. And having a conscious relationship with anger with frustration with some of our primal instincts which we've been taught to repress for so long and also that's where your power lies right that's when you gain access to that that's the thing that's going to really motivate you to create the life that you truly do desire that's the impulse to act that's 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 the impulse to grow that's the impulse to create it's tied up in that anger right that's 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 what the warrior relies upon and to me, the modern the, the modern day warrior is is the entrepreneur. In many ways, he's the one that's choosing to use that life force that life force impulse to create, to walk his own way, um, to carve his own path. And uh, you know, so then again, heroism. You need a vocation. What is what is what is your what is your vocation? What is the container that you going to pour that creativity, that love, that life force into? What's the vessel that you're going to use to move through this world? It needs to be contained on some level, so know that. Figure out what that is, and then act. But in order to act, you need to develop the capacity. You need to develop self-esteem.
0: Yeah, well said, well said. And, you know, I think we just passed, we we mentioned it in passing a second ago, but spirituality at this point, you guys obviously um, have, I would I would infer a very kind of grounded uh take on spirituality what do you what do you think of the deficits that you see in in the like say spiritual community out there what gets your attention and as something that's you know out of alignment or or false not authentic
2: yeah i mean i think the number one deficit is this like need to live in this one season world you know to to put the focus on love and light and unity and you need to love and you need to have peace and harmony at all costs no matter what and it's just like no we're more complex than that you know, this is this is why I also like love uh, we did an episode uh with Laura Lee Scaife on the giant the guiding myth of our time, Lord of the Rings. You know, and so it's just like what a power what powerful imagery. And it's like like I'm sorry, like I'm not gonna be love and light with with Sauron and Saruman, you know, like it's just not gonna work. You know, so where do you where do you find that deep within you? Uh, and so I think um, I think there's a shallowness a lot. I think there's a, a dis um, a disengagement from the wisdom of the body and the intelligence of the body as well from a deeply emotional place. I think that's missing not in all uh, traditions, mm-hmm. but I think in a lot of the more pop spirituality. Um, I also think um, in in the spirituality a lot of spiritual and i put that in quote communities there's this overemphasis on like all i have to do is do one ayahuasca ceremony and now i'm a shaman and now i have it all figured out uh i don't discount the benefits of plant medicine i've had experiences myself i just think that like a a more authentic path isn't going to happen because you took one course or you went to the amazon once Mm -hmm. like it's it's a lifelong journey uh, of of discovering aspects of yourself that you need to develop or things that you've repressed uh it's much it has to be much more grounded and much more holistic than just, you know, wearing the right clothes, having the right jewelry on and saying the right catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah, John. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, just
1: in my own personal experience through like my own new age journey, um, the things that stand out to me is the emphasis on stilling the mind. You know, I think we were placed at a contradictory relationship with our with our own mind um through many of these new age and eastern philosophies. Um, we believe that we, we're not our thoughts and we believe that, you know, detachment from our thoughts is the ideal state of being, but there's no, there's no chance of you actually being embodied and grounded in reality in that place. For me, mindfulness is a great tool, but it's, it's not, again, it's, it's, it's not a state of being. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, so, something's being repressed by going down a new, a, a new age path, obviously. Um, and uh, to me, the emphasis does need to be on wholeness. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it leads to individuals, like Erasmus said, living in a, in a, in a one season world. And I think it, I also think it neuters people, you know, I think people lose the impulse to act they, because, you know, they think that they can be desirelessness. They could be desireless where ultimately you can't, you have desires, you need to live in the world. They think that, you know, sitting on a mountain in the Ganges with flies flying all around you, some kind of enlightened state it's not you're a human being you're meant to live you're meant to act you're meant to do you're meant to create you're meant to have relationships you're meant to have all these different nuanced experiences um so I think it plants a very deep nefarious seed that places individuals ultimately in a contradictory relationship to how their natural state of being is meant to operate um Mm. yeah
2: yeah, I Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to highlight on that too. I think to piggyback on what I said and what Joel's saying is that I think also in a lot of these communities, anger is just not even paid attention to. There's like high repression of anger. And so you see it in affectations of people. Like I almost right away can sense someone is just like operating from this, the spiritual self. And I don't mean that in like this positive way. It's like, I will, yes, my brother. Yes, brother, uh, Brendan, I honor you and uh, we are one and I love you no matter what. And blah, blah, blah. It's like this voice that like highlights this, like, this is what it means to be spiritual. All that said too, I don't want to discount like, some more cosmic or, or like we are each represents representations of this, this whole, this, this, the ocean, like we're drops of the ocean. I get all that. But in my day-to-day life, like I need to know who I am. I need to understand my mind, my psyche. I need to have a relationship, a conscious relationship with my feelings and know what I want, know what I desire, know how to take action. And I could also know, Hey, I'm, I am this, this, this piece of the whole, you know, it's like, I think you can have both.
1: Yeah. And I need to be able to assert my boundaries, you know, yeah and I need to realize that you know not everyone really has the best intentions for me and uh, you know it's spiritual collectivism it's spiritual communism to me in 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 many ways and by going down that path we leave ourselves open to a myriad of of forces to really just have their way with us you know but I think we need to stake our flag in the ground a little bit more
0: mm. yeah that you know I think we're we're in a situation here on earth where we get a maybe what might be a fairly unique opportunity because we know that we are all drops in the ocean we all we are all connected and that is true but we are evolving through this mode of individuality that may be potentially very unique in the grand scheme of things and so that's part of the game that's what we i think we have to respect that and and nurture it um because of the uniqueness of it and it's obvious that we're not all the same so obvious that we are all built very differently. I mean, even even when you go into a system like human design and you then have the convenience of being able to categorize people, even within a category, everybody's still an absolutely unique individual expression right. of that category within the broader whole. I mean, you know, this is just to me how I, how I sort of see things. I think that the individualist um, game is is the solution to the collectivist game. And the, what you guys have highlighted about the sort of pseudo-spirituality is, is in many ways a, a reflection of the sort of hardcore kind of like fundamentalist um you know more traditional you know like fundamentalist christianity where you yep. give your mind away to this prefabricated idea someone has written a script for you for how to live how to think what to say if somebody says this to you what to do and you you all your accountability your responsibility your adaptability your unique authentic individualism goes out the friggin' door
2: you know, i agree 100 percent, man
0: that was yeah
1: that was well said man we should have asked you the question <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: You know, we had we had G. Edward Griffin on the podcast like last year and we got into talking about collectivism. And and he was saying, he's like, listen, I'm all about the greater good for the greater number like of that. But what is the right strategy to go about doing that? And the right strategy is to honor individual rights, to honor the individual. And even to people who believe in like these expanded these, uh, I don't know if it's spiral dynamics or if it's like moving from new stages of consciousness. People want to say, well, we're moving from the I to the we. But you don't discount what came before you build on that so it's not like there's no i now we're at the we it's like no the i is the foundation so if every i honors their i and who they are and their gifts and do things according to their highest values that ultimately supports the we on the highest level and i think that's where people get uh confused because they get hijacked by these ideologies and not realizing where things need to be on a foundational level
0: Completely, that's exactly how it has to work. And when we get also part of that that dynamic is that when you end up with the we, the manufactured we tends to forget the individuals that comprise it, and that's where we end up with this sort of boot on the face collectivism of whatever form it might take, right? One hundred percent. Yeah,
1: and ultimately, even like within the decision making process of the we, it's ultimately influenced by the individual within the we that holds the most influence. Yeah, sure. right? It's not yeah. like it's not like there actually is like a, a group a group ideology like or a or, or group value that everyone agrees on is the highest value like it's not possible someone's deciding someone's still dictating and because we're under the spell of collectivism we're so easily able to be like oh yeah okay that must be the right thing to do because i need safety and survival within the crowd so i'm
2: not going to question it yeah yeah, yeah Exactly. It- There's this great quote by Ayn Rand where she says the smallest minority on earth is the individual. Those who deny individual rights cannot claim to be defenders of minorities. So it's like you have all these people that get like co-opted by certain ideals and want to defend every cause out there and want to defend every minority group. And really the smallest minority is the individual. So how do you not honor individual rights?
0: Right, right, exactly. And, you know, we can see with, like, the left today, the way the left's gone, you know, people who who are constantly trying to demonstrate how much they care about the oppressed minorities. And at the same time, those are the first people to jump on the bandwagon of, you know, massive medical tyranny, lockdowns, just Mm -hmm. the most appalling human behaviour.
2: And, you know, institutional behaviour, I should say. Mm -hmm. But, yes, that's a a little bit of a... (laughs) I won't get on that soapbox. (laughs) No, but I I share that soapbox, man. I'll jump on that soapbox next to you uh, any day, man. I mean, I agree with you 100%. So it's pretty funny in that regards. Mm, Yeah, Yeah. ultimately,
1: it's it's, it's a symptom of the same underlying philosophy of, you know, of of, of collectivism, which which, which is
0: at the root of tyranny. Yes, exactly. Exactly. When the individual foregoes his individual responsibility, his individual identity... And you you you're taking the first steps into that that horrendous uh, end result. So yeah. as far as like you know, you're when you're say working with people in your group coaching, I'm kind of curious because I've seen some pretty pretty awesome reviews um, and you know testimonials from from you, your uh, your people who've gone through the, the process with you. What do you think in terms of your goals for people and the way you're trying to support people? What's the best kind of you know testimonial or feedback that you get from somebody? Like what are the changes that you've seen specifically that make you the most gratified? Say.
2: I, th- I think, um, again, if you've listened to them or read them, I think it's different. But when I see someone that's excited about taking more personal responsibility over their life, you know, and feeling more alive and feeling more connected to who they are and feeling like, well, wow, you know what? I can assert my boundaries. I can, you know, you know, speak my truth in the world. You know, I can, you know, have a deeper connection to like what I really, truly want to do. And even if they don't exactly know, like, oh, eight weeks are up. Um, I don't know my exact purpose in life. The seeds have been planted for a person to continue on that journey. I mean, we've had amazing like testimonials even like a year after where it's like everything started during these eight weeks. And then, you know, there's this new growth and this new just uh, evolution that happens. And so I I think that's a big piece. I mean, there's more If Joel wants to add into it. um, Feel free to. I mean, we've had
1: multiple people throughout the rounds like walk away from their jobs like mid-course, you know, and seeing people like really take that leap and make that decision and be like, all right, I'm getting started now. I'm diving into the unknown. I'm gonna, you know, deal with the deal with the scarcity that comes up, I'm gonna, you know, let that be a fire really under my belly to go and and act and to, and to do what needs to be done to live a more fulfilling life. You know, to me, again, that's that's heroism. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying everyone that does our course needs to walk away from their job and radically change their life, but for the people where they know they've been just drowning in this inauthenticity for too long, you know, the line of their life is ticking away, and it's like, no, nah, I'm I'm making the choice yeah. now. You know, and then seeing those people even now, like your husband said, like six months, year down, year down the road, still doing their thing. You know, now they're now they're digital creators. You know, they 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 they're given their gift. Um, they're a lot more fluid, a lot more dynamic, um, and that really is the entire life trajectory shift that takes place. You know, and that's what I love to see. Yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, you were going to say something, Erasmus.
2: Yeah, but it left my mind because then I got so into what, what, what Joel was saying, and I was like, wait, what? What? What did I want to add to that? Um, <laughs> it's just cool, man. It's really cool where people have aha moment after aha moment where they see that these like these programs, you know, the way we've been uh, taught to act against ourselves, when that light bulb goes off. And it lands and they're like, holy fuck. And it's so, so subtle. Hmm. You know, especially some of the spiritual stuff, especially the stuff around collectivism and altruism and like around but money. I'm a good person. Around around, well, fuck. Yeah. Let's not even get it. Let's not even get into that. I mean, our one module is like a complete um, upheaval on, on just a view of money. I mean, we call it the, what is it? Money, the root of all good, not yes. the root of evil. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can talk more about that, Joel, but it's like, I think people go, you know what? Fuck that shit. I'm going to own who I am, own my life. I'm going to create value in this world and I'm going to exchange it for value. So I think overall, it's so cool to see people just get, I talked back to earlier about this like miracle of life of existence. Like I have blood coursing through my veins. And so I think people, build a greater awareness of that blood coursing through their veins. And they're like, this is so awesome. I'm a human being. And like, and also the self-esteem piece is like a big crux of the program. So this isn't like, oh, like, wow, like only people who aren't successful in life. There are a lot of successful people who make a lot of money who have low self-esteem. You know, so I think once they understand self-esteem on this nuanced level and how it impacts their relationships, how it impacts how they deal with their day-to-day, how they feel about themselves, the decisions they make, that's life-changing. Because you know what? Once you learn it and once you feel it in your bones, you have it. Yeah, you have it, and then you can keep building on it.
0: So, what's like, give us an example. Like, so when you have that m- more awareness of self esteem, how does that maybe, as an example, show up in your day to day? You know, what are you going to do differently?
2: Saying no to someone. Yes. Just the simple act of saying no. You will not speak to me this way, father. You know, you will not speak to me this way, mother, you know, partner, whatever, you know, like just that. I mean, I, I think N and O are the two most important letters in the English language that I think people have forgotten. Everyone just wants to be liked. Everyone doesn't want to like stir the pot. And it's like, you say no, you know, and not even having to like explain yourself just to be able to say, no, Mm -hmm. I don't need to. Oh, well I want to, but I can't, I'm sorry that I didn't really like, no, I'm unavailable. No, that does not work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I think that's one of the day to days, um, how it impacts people's lives and then just imagine like altering the trajectory of a relationship with someone that you've had for decades you know that has walked all over you you know if you have that kind of relationship with a parental figure and then you know to be able to to speak that like what does that do to you it gets you i mean you're like oh man i said that i could what else can i accomplish again heroism man that's hero. saying
1: no the heroic act this is this is modern day heroism we're talking about
0: it is. It is. This is like what it really looks like, you know, away from all the swords and shields and capes. This is
2: what it actually is. Yeah. yeah. And like, what that does that, what does that do to you? When you do something that you haven't done before, you do it and then you didn't die from it. You know, because how many voices, you can't say that, you can't do that. Oh my God. And then you do the thing and not only have you not died, but you fucking feel good. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy shit, this is amazing. I'm just going to give a little brief example from my life. Like, you know, I'm not... I, I, my wife and I, we moved somewhere and, you know, we have more land and I've been getting into like permaculture and irrigation and it's all new to me. And like before we left town, uh, there was a zone, the irrigation zone that broke off. Like a, a wire got eaten by a rodent, you know, that feeds the, the computer to turn on all the water. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Should I call someone to fix it? Like would have been like $400 to, to, to call someone. I hit up my friend who, who works, um, He has an irrigation company and he's like, or landscaping company. He's like, man, dude, you can go to the store. You could buy this shit for $20 and then it'll take you 15 minutes to do it. And like, I was like, and I went to the store. I got the thing. I went back. I saw how the one was broken, ripped off. And then I did it myself. Dude, I felt like King Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was a self-esteem boosting act for me personally. Like, I just feel like, like I can handle anything that goes on outside now, you know, from that thing. So come at I, me. Come
0: so, at me, rodents. Come at me.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a funny example, but it's like it relates to how we, you know, navigate challenges in our lives. And then when we do something differently and we conquer something as the hero, you know, I mean, even in that moment, it felt heroic. That's what it felt like. I know it's silly. And so, like, that's how, like, uh, we, we we get these, like, uh, monu- these changes that build, they build on one another, you know, with this, this cumulative impact down the road. We keep doing this. And in two years, we have no idea where our lives are going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see John, it looked like you were going to jump in
1: there for a sec. Ah, uh, n- nothing in particular, but I mean, you know, no one's coming to save you, right? And we've been just so programmed to receive according to our need as opposed to according to our our, our ability. And when like you really take deep personal responsibility and you realize that, hey, you know, oh, I was I was I was wrong. One day, miracles not just gonna come, knock me on the head, and all my dreams are gonna be actualized with, with no effort on my part. And you you realize that no one's coming to save you, and bit by bit you decide to end the fuck up, right? And take responsibility for your life, for your dreams, for the actualization of those of those inner yearnings within you, and then you actually achieve something, you make something happen, you create something in the world, and you get a result because of it, and you get a, you get the sense of your own ability, of your own power, you know, and it's like that can be scaled ad infinitum. Mm. you know it's like why why can't you do it why can't like i just feel like so many people are living with like this this un, this unlived realization within them like they've always had these yearnings these deep childhood desires these dreams these things that that they they wanted to do but they've they've psychologically given up they've succumbed to the to some kind of acknowledgement that their life is not going to go that way and you know, self-esteem is really just beckoning you to question that, to be like, hang on a second, there is something deep within you which is yearning to unfold, a, a, its own unique blueprint, and you have the choice to act right now. And you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean that the moment that you act, this is all going to happen overnight, but it happens quicker than you think the moment that you step on the road and the moment that you truly decide to take this level of responsibility for your life. And the feeling of competence and power that comes with the realization that hey, I am built for life, is that's, is second to you. That's, is
0: that's yeah. powerful, man. That's it. that's it. Because I think a lot of people don't they don't feel that they don't have a visceral sense that they even belong on the planet, right?
1: No, bro. That's and that you're right. They they don't feel like they belong. They feel like they're out of place. They feel like they're in you know some kind of foreign environment through them. And yeah, you know things aren't ideal. You know, there are, there are intense systems of control, which, you know, want to withdraw our power from us, but that's part of reality. That's, yeah. that's, part of, that's part of the game right now. So again, self-esteem beckons me to face the facts. I acknowledge that there's this parasite that exists right now as well. But to me, that's, that's a call to further empowerment. That's a call for me to dig deeper. That's, you know, maybe I chose this experience, this particular experience, so I can actually learn to access more of that, more mm-hmm. than I ever have before. And it's like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm
2: here. I'm here. i to win, man. You know, <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm yeah.
0: here to win. Yeah, Erasmus. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, um, like, man, same thing happened. I get all lit up by what Joel says that I, I forget to think this in my mind. <laughs> but um, oh, I, what I wanted to say actually, I remember is that like, listen, I get it. Some people come to this world, their childhood isn't as traumatizing. Maybe they have more privileges. Maybe they have a step up. You know, but like at the same time. The the more challenging that you've your life has been, it's more opportunity on the flip side to be even more heroic. Mm-hmm. You can be like the most heroic because you've dealt with the most. Hardship, the most trauma, and like no one gave you a dime or nothing, you know, and to rise up from that and to tell that story—I mm. mean, those are like those are the stories that I think a lot of us, when we read books or biopics or we hear things, we go, "Oh my god, man, this person came from nothing and they built they built this empire, you know? They 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 created success and created generational wealth for their family, you know? Like that's pretty cool on on, on that level. So I think like it comes down to self responsibility, you know, and it's like you. you Staying in a victim mindset and 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 blaming other people and putting your finger put, pointing your finger out in the world like oh well that person has this and that person has that you're just wasting time and energy towards being a fucking hero. Mm-hmm. Like take that energy and go and do the things that you know that you need to do to have the life that you want to have. It's not going to be fucking easy. Yeah, you know there's some things in my life that have come easier than other people and there's some things in my life that have been much fucking harder than other people. You know I'm like to sit there and start fucking tallying an Excel sheet and figuring out and like no no no. Bro, like
1: when I when I walked away from that family business in 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 2020, it's like the mountain in front of me seemed freaking impossible. Like I had to supplement a hundred thousand Australian dollar income off 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 on my own. Hmm. And as I was walking out, the last thing that my dad said to me is like he points his finger at me, he goes, You'll never make money without me.
0: Wow. Thanks, Dad.
1: <laughs> right? But like that was the dragon man. That was the motive. That was the motivation. That was that was the fire, you know. And it's like, here we are now, you know, doing our thing, giving our gift, self-reliance. But if I really think back to that time, I was like, there's a part of me that's like, this is this is an impossible summit. You know, this this isn't this isn't really possible. This isn't really possible for me. You know, but it's like one foot in front of the other, man. Things, yeah. things can turn around, but you gotta be, you gotta be consistent. You have to commit. You have to really marry it on, on, on a deep fundamental level to be like, because there's gonna be like many enticing forces along the way, which are gonna to try to draw you back, draw you back into complacency, draw you back into comfort, draw you back into like, you know, that that kiss of death, so to speak. But to say no each time, you know, and to be like, no, I'm taking the fancy path. I'm 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 committed to reclaiming my power, I'm committed to responsibility here. Um, because I realized on a deep, fundamental level that that is the more fulfilling path. You know, things things change, man. Thing things things can change. Like your life can change. It's like I didn't think it was possible for me, but now I'm here on the other side telling you your life can change.
0: Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. So that and that's that's powerful motivation. Like you were told, you're like. It sounds like you're a bit like me. Like when someone tells you you can't do something, you're not going to succeed. That you're like, well, I'll right. fucking show you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro, like i mentioned man 29 degree Scorpio, bro <laughs> fuck them all
0: Erasmus,
2: i think you're gonna say something brother well it just when what joe was saying it is i got the image of the end of the first matrix where he just puts his hand up and he says no yeah you know like what what magic can happen just from that simple gesture in your own life or those two letters mm. um and i don't think you can underestimate it
0: yeah no that's right i completely agree with all this um let, I want I want to talk about because we did say we did say something about money earlier. and Joel, I know you got a lot to say about it. One of the one of the things that um over the years, uh, maybe more so since we we used to do you know called Free movement, Amy and I, um, very in the activist community, right? And I, some of the wackiest and most unintentionally funny emails that I've received have come from people who've had issues around money, um particularly around me requesting an exchange of money in order for a service or a skill or whatever you know like whatever it is yeah. that i'm doing right so um but they're okay with you know a doctor or a teacher or a lawyer being paid for their time and energy but they're not okay for someone i don't know doing what i was doing or maybe something spiritual a spiritual service to to receive uh in exchange for that so <laughs> i know you guys are aware that there's this messed up part of the psyche out there because you you get it uh, occasionally too what are your what are your thoughts around this type of thing
1: money is the means of your survival if 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 you believe in freedom if you believe that individuals have a right to life and you have a you have a negative perspective of money then you have a negative image of, of of your own life of your own potential of your own existence like whether people like it or not no matter how tarnished your idea of money is it is the means of your survival in this existence right now and this is this is why we make the argument that it's the root of all good because ultimately, there's no reason why it shouldn't be the driving motivation for you to create, right? The most innovative, technological, astounding achievements in humankind have come out of out of the desire to live, right? And this is this is what we're talking about. Everyone has the right to live. Everyone has the right to life. Um, and that's exactly what money is. It's like, to me, it's, it's 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 insanity when I think about how people perceive money. And it's obviously no wonder that. Their life isn't in the ideal place of where they'd like it to be. Mm, yeah, it's That's usually a statement.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's usually, I'll let you jump in, in Erasmus. Usually these sentiments come from people whose lives are uh, a train wreck in some way, or their relationship to money in particular is a train wreck.
2: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of religious programming around that too. And it's like even media programming, like U- everyone UH programming. Yeah, yeah, like the people who have the most money are the villains. You know, or the horrible people and stories, and you know, at the, at, at the most basic level, it's like: Do you have the ability to to know yourself, know what you value, to create something, to produce it, and exchange it for value? Whether that's money or that's like like for like fifteen loaves of bread or seventeen fish, like it's still a value exchange. Hmm. And I think that's a, that's at the foundation of of freedom. And and I think what's important for 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 people moving forward is to know that is to know you know what they can create and produce and exchange.
1: Yeah, on, on the most primal level, we're all traders. That's what we are. We're just trading, mm. right? And trading, it's today, you know, part of that requires creating value. You know, you can't, there's, you, you can't create value. There's nothing to trade. And it's like, I value my life. I value my existence. I value my potential. I value the kind of experience
2: that my family
1: has. So yes, I value money.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. also like I have, you know, you have rent to pay, you have bills to pay, you have all these things you need to do. And like, mm. because you decided that like, this is your life purpose and what you want to do, what someone has a right to all your information and what you provide for free. Like usually the people that want everything for free or that give you shit for charging for it are people that have a super, super low estimation of themselves. Mm
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a general thing. I feel like there's a lot of truth in that. Like, you know, a lot of residual mummy and daddy issues, unresolved, you know, that programming around self-esteem, for sure, it's got to play into it. Um, it's because okay. you know, when it's raised, right, the way that it's yeah. raised is never, ever in a healthy, like an emotionally healthy way. It's like a blame thing. It's like they're projecting shame onto you. Obviously, you're like, like outsourcing their own shame kind of thing. Um, yeah. So it's, you can tell from the way that it's done that it's not coming from a healthy, constructive place. It's people's shadow.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, listen, I've, I've had moments where I've seen someone, a coach or this or that, charging like, like hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars for something. And I have a part of me, I'm like, yo, but you know what? Fuck it. If if they think that's what it's worth and people are willing to pay that, then do your thing. Like, it's yeah. not on me. I'm too, I'm going to be focused on doing what I got to do in my life,
1: you know? Yeah. And the, ultimately, like, the, the free market's going to decide whether they're yep. worth that or not very, very quickly. But again, people. People lack an understanding of basic economics too. Like you know, let's be honest. And also, you know, people lack a basic understanding of property rights. You know, like let's let's revert back to a hunter-gatherer scenario. If I go and you know forage my own food and whatever, collect my own food, then all of a sudden someone comes and you know wants to have a claim at you know my 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 food or my work or you know my my effort. Then ultimately they they're trying to make a claim on my life because this is the means of my survival. Mm. So. Without property rights, no other rights are possible. And I think this is this is this is a key misunderstanding as well.
0: Well, I mean that's pretty timely with uh, what's happening in Australia at the moment. This push with the the voice and this referendum, you know, this kind of Trojan horse, you know, another feel-good la-di-da, on the surface Trojan horse that's going to apparently, from the looks of it, uh, basically. <laughs> rob everybody of every last meaningful right that they've got, both the original people and the um the rest of the country. So yes, worth considering. Uh, worth considering. And the, the competence thing in general, I know, Joel, I've seen you make comments on this uh at least once, but the general competence, and you know, that that relates into what you were just saying. I think, you know, every day I'm I I see an example that and this might seem like I'm I'm fixated, maybe obsessively, I'm not overly fixated, but I see it repeatedly, the competence issue of Grown-ass adults not able to function as grown-ass
2: adults. This seems to be a plague. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And yeah. for all sorts of reasons. I mean, again, all the media out there, everyone that, that wants to keep you small and, and living in a place of self-sabotage, it's all there. It's, it's everywhere. It's in the media. You have, to, you have to do so much work. You have to be a hero just to fucking fight against all the programming that is coming at you from every angle that wants you to be less than. They want you to, you know, you have adults that are acting like they're 12-year-olds you know and and, and and there's a reason for that and so you you have to take the reins of your life and you got to be an adult and what does that mean
1: yeah just cuz someone looks like an adult doesn't mean psychologically they're an adult
0: mm-hmm. i mean yeah. i mean how many baby boomers right like, you know that generation 70 something years old but psychologically still like 8 years old uh, i've seen so many examples of this
2: but again this this is no it's not a desire or or even inspiration or it's coming from families or schooling to do this kind of inner work Like the Mm -hmm. inner work is a requirement. And if you don't have it, then you're going to be at the whims of all the programming. Like the programming in the last 10, 20, 30 years, isn't the same as it was 50, 60, 70 years ago, you know? And so like, people are getting absolutely bombarded. So if they're not at like at attention if not being a warrior in their life, if they're not being the hero, if they're not like curious and, and seeking out alternative knowledge and just relying on what they're being fed, uh, in the mainstream, like you're not, there's not a lot of hope for you
1: yeah and like the the thing is like the longer you put it off, the harder it becomes to to get on the path because the more pain that's going to be involved in the deconditioning process. And so I think you know the more that someone has pushed away you know this this intuitive impulse to do this this kind of work, um the more inclined they're going to be to shadow it out completely, the further down the path they go,
2: yeah, and there also needs to be this like I think because uh, personal work and spirituality is getting very, very trendy, and it's gotten even more trendy. But like, again, I bring back to what I said before that someone can think they did a single course or not a single course, but like read a book and then they have it all figured out. Like all their mom and dad wounds are all sorted out because, you know, they, you know, went to a, I don't know, they went to a four hour workshop for the day. And like, you have to be sincere. Like there has to be a sincerity in your desire to really know yourself Mm -hmm. and to deal with the shit that comes up. You know, and this isn't like you've been on this process for a long time. All of us have, you know, like I have stuff that like just being in partnership with my wife that brings up blind spots, you know, Mm. and it's like, fuck that part of me. Why am I getting triggered and defensive on that? What is that? You know, (laughs) like, like, and I've done a shit ton of fucking work. And so, like, there's no end goal. Mm. Like, and I've said this multiple times before, like right now, I'm 43 years old. When I'm like 120 and about to transition to wherever I go, I will have never experienced that before. Like I will never, I will have not, I have not experienced aging as a 90 year old right now. So like every, every level of life, every phase brings you new opportunity to discover things about yourself, to, to butt up against things, to, to realize things about yourself. So there isn't like, I am now enlightened. I am now awake. Mm -hmm. I got it figured out. Check. Yeah. this is that's not life. Mm
1: it's an ongoing process man like it doesn't it it doesn't stop you don't there is yeah you're right there is is no awake like we're all still dealing with stuff we're still still grappling with our challenges and there's always new terrain to navigate you know but you know life doesn't get easier but i think you can get better you can get more competent you can become more aware you can become more conscious but that's 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 a choice that you have to make you know
2: um and everything builds on everything else You know what I mean? Like there are books that have changed my life. There is like a three month coaching program that changed my fucking life. You know what I mean? And so like, I think the goal has to be loving the journey, you know, not thinking that you I'm going to arrive and get to this final place. That is just it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: every day it's volitional, like we're the only species with volitional consciousness. Like we have to make the choice, you know, like we're the only species that can act against our own self-interest. You know, like the, the animal's not going to think think twice to kill. The plant's not going to think twice to grow. You know, us we have to choose to be more conscious. We have to choose to act in our own
0: self-interest. Yeah, right. Exactly. Particularly because so much of our programming tells us not to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wants to keep you passive, wants to keep you subdued. It wants to keep you acting against yourself so everyone else can have their way with you. And that works great for everyone else. It's a, yeah, all,
0: all, awesome deal. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that is a really great place to potentially wrap up, guys. Um, But I I do want to give you space to to add any extra thoughts uh, that are occurring to you or um, recommendations. Obviously, I'm going to say again at the end, whenever the end moment arrives, um, just enjoying the journey here. But I'm going to recommend to people to go and check out your uh, Rise Above the Herd group coaching for sure. Absolutely. And we're going to give them, uh, well, I will say the link for that is Brendan slash rise and I will put that with the show notes so it'll be easy to find. But um yeah, guys, any any like kind of you know last thoughts, things you wanted to add that you didn't get a chance to? Over to you.
1: Yeah. I mean I I don't want people to get the sense through this conversation that, you know, this is something super, super heavy that that that's that that you may potentially embark on, you know. But this is the catalyst for you to, to get on this path um and uh yeah that's that's just the thing that came to mind is like i don't want people to think this is some huge burdensome thing that's going to require an entire upheaval of their lives and everything needs to be thrown out the door it's not that what we're extending is an olive branch for you to become more conscious and make necessary shifts
2: it's also fun you get to hang out with me for eight weeks laugh yeah. talk shit you know yeah <laughs> That's the thing, like, because
1: with this comes joy as well, right? There's this joy that's reclaimed in this process too. But, like, absolutely, like, I mean, you know, it is yeah,
2: I, it is fun. It's fun. I think everything that's worthwhile is gonna, you know, be challenging. But I think if you can apply the right mindset, and have some fun with it, like, I don't know, I consider personal development fun, like, oh, discovering new things, challenging, established belief systems, like realizing, oh, man, that thing that I believed, like, for 10 years, fuck, I don't believe now. Whoa, that's crazy. That's cool. You know, what else is out there, you know, so it's like, it it, yeah. it, it, it lights up this curiosity in you to really be excited about life and, uh, and to learn and, um yeah, I would love anyone that's listening on us to come on this journey with us. I mean, you got Joel, myself, we have Sophie in there as well, who's been trained in so many different nervous system modalities. She's so amazing and lovely and adds the feminine component as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all the information will be at the link that, that Brendan has for you. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I wish everyone nothing but the best in their lives and if you feel the call, answer it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful guys. Um, well, all right, with that. With all that said, you know that was a that was a lot of fun, and I think that the you know the personal development stuff. When you have experienced guides and experienced mentors, you know who kind of already been through a lot of that stuff, you can you can make it a lot easier than it would otherwise be. Like you're going to save people thousands of hours of trial and error or throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks and. Um, ah, shit, I'm,
2: in, I'm mentally blank. There was something else
0: I wanted to add there. I've had that twice now
2: this episode. I, Come on, Brandy. I wish, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I wish there was a program like this for me 15, 20 years ago. Right. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, the trials the tribulations, and tribulations, the like tons of books, which I'm, I'm grateful for all of it. But like the way I really believe that we have synthesized some foundational, important knowledge and information, integrating systems and modalities uh, and philosophies that no one else is integrating I think is what separates like what we do in a group coaching program. And so, um, and then at the end of the day, it's just like, do you resonate with Joel and myself? Do you think, hey, those are fucking two guys that I want to spend eight weeks with. And if you do, let's do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. With my recommendation, I might add. (laughs) So, um, all right, guys. Well, once again, I'll reiterate, if you want to look into that, ladies and gents, Brendan slash Rise. I'll put the link in the notes. Um, But in the meantime, I want to thank the co-hosts of the Here for the Truth podcast and the group coaching program, Rise Above the Herd, Joel Rafiti and Erasmus, still your and I always have to concentrate a little bit extra hard. I don't. Really, I don't even use my last name anymore. It's just too much, but it's yeah. all
2: good. Oh, cool! So you're kind of like going in the Madonna one name, one. Sure, direction. sure. Why not? <laughs> who needs Bono when they have your house? No, but, but whatever. Uh, it's just easier that way. Yeah, awesome,
0: brother. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks again, and let's connect, get get connect, uh, people connected into your your support network and your training. Uh, I think there's going to be huge, huge value there for anyone who does it. And um, yeah, again, I appreciate
2: you guys taking the time to have a chat today. We thanks, we brother. appreciate
1: we appreciate you, man, so deeply. Thanks for having us. Thanks, yeah, th- bro, just,
2: and thanks thanks to you, man, for what you do in the world, man. I mean it's yeah. so cool to meet another brother that's aligned in so many ways. So much respect. Yeah, thank you. And back at you. We uh we're all doing our thing and I, I like how,
0: how synergistic it really is. It's cool. And just a quick note before we go if you were considering joining Joel and Erasmus inside Rise Above the Herd for their coaching program, they wanted me to let you know they are offering you a $150 discount off the paid in full price. So when you go to sign up at brendanmurphy.global slash rise, make sure you check out using the code Brendan150. So I'll just repeat that. You can join Joel and Erasmus via the link Brendanmurphy.global slash rise and then use the checkout code Brendan150 for the discount.